Gone is a public affairs program exploring the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American communities in South Central Indiana and beyond. Bring It On is a forum for the people, by the people, produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, and financially supported by listeners like you. Good evening, I'm Clarence Boone, and welcome to Bring It On, a multiple award-winning show in our 13th year as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting African Americans. Good evening, I'm William Hosea. In today's broadcast, you'll be hearing news and events of interest for the African American community all in the next hour on Bring It On. But first, thinking about buying your first home? Before you can unlock the door to home ownership, you have to take some important first steps. From finding the perfect location to financing your purchase, shopping for your first home has challenges that go beyond curb appeal and interior features. Some of the important steps to home ownership include getting approved for a mortgage, choosing the right real estate agent, finding the right home that fits your budget, and of course, location, location, location. Gallery Mortgage Group and Griffin Realty have teamed up to host a first-time home buying 101 crash course for purchasing your first home. This will be held on Tuesday, April 3rd from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Griffin Realty, 735 South College Avenue here in Bloomington. Joining us this evening are Sarah Nor, Nori of Gallery Mortgage and representatives from Griffin Realty, Kate Sands, Pilar Taylor, and Mitra Cavani. All ladies, welcome to Bring It On. Hi. Hi. No, thank you. Hi. Thank you. That, yes. that was almost in harmony. <laughs> well, well, I was about to say, in, in the off hours, they're, they're a singing group. Um, but anyway, thank you for coming on, and uh, thank you for hosting what promises to be a very informative, um, infor- well, informative session for first-time home buying. I can't begin to explain the fear that goes into making that significant purchase, the most significant purchase that some say that you will ever make in your life. And having done that myself, it was very helpful to have someone who was seasoned, uh, who could take, literally, almost take you by the hand to lead you through the whole process. And here tonight, um, we have ladies who have come on. It's also, uh, dare we forget to say, it's Women's History Month. And so we've invited the ladies to come out and talk to us about first-time home buying. And if the ladies out there are listening, perhaps we can get some tips on uh, how women can uh, purchase a home. Sometimes it's a daunting thing, but it's something that everyone should think of doing. Let's talk a little bit about why this first-time home buying course, whose idea was it, and what can everyone expect for those that come out in uh, attendance on April 3rd. Um, We'll start with Kate. Okay, hi. so the seminar was actually Sarah's idea uh, with Gallery Mortgage, and <clears throat> she came to us and um, proposed a partnership to to do this crash course, and we thought it was a fantastic idea because um, there are a lot of things about buying a home that people don't know, especially if they've never done it before, because um, it's not something you typically are taught growing up or in school or anything like that. So. Yeah, so we put together this this little crash course um, to teach people about buying their first home, and it's going to cover um, mortgage stuff and the 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 buying process from start to finish. 
just to get people comfortable with that. And that was, and, and let, us, let us do this so that the listener can envision the person, they can hear their voice and place <laughs> a, a name with the voice. Let's, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. And we'll start with Kate. Okay, I'm Kate. <laughs> I'm Polar Taylor, I'm with Griffin Realty. I'm Sarah Nouri with Gallery Mortgage. I'm Mitra Kavyani with Griffin Realty. All right. Um, Sarah, why don't you share with us, uh, you came up with this mm. idea and you wanted a partner in the community to, um, to um, partner with to, to host this and share with us everything that went into that thought process. Well, I really like the way that the Griffin team operates and I think that their values match with the Gallery Mortgage's values and the way that we are all committed to educating the customer and the customer service that we deliver. And as Kate mentioned, there are a lot of things about buying a home that are unknown to a first-time home buyer, a lot of misconceptions that I would like to help clear up for the buyers so that they can make an informed choice. Now, there, there's a wealth of information that really goes into uh, buying a, a home, let alone your first home. So I, I noticed the crash course that you put together is uh, an hour and a half. Do you, do you plan on having a part two? Or, or do you just want to plant the seed and have people who may be interested to maybe contact you afterwards? And then you'll follow up from there. Anybody? Go ahead. I mean, I think the way we're approaching this is um, basically this is a first step for home buyers, uh, but but those that are actually really interested um, might walk away just feeling a little bit more comfortable and, and maybe pursuing a lender or a real estate agent to help them actually go through the process of purchasing their first home. So there might be additional classes, but I don't necessarily know if it's going to be first time, like directed towards first-time home buying necessarily. Um, we were thinking about maybe branching this out to help other people that might be um, doing other things as far as maybe possibly investing or other types of real estate purchasing. Um, again, I, I want to go back to something I said on the front end, and that is the anxiety that can surround this monumental, and it is a monumental purchase because all of your ducks, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, all of your ducks have to be in a row. Um, everything from what credit reporting to you have to be able to demonstrate income. Uh, you have to be realistic about the type of home you want to purchase. Uh, so a lot of times realtors ask that potential buyers uh, be pre-certified to make the purchase uh, because uh, real estate agents uh, consider it a an investment of their time to go out and service someone who's purchasing. So as a home lender, um, how, how do you counsel people that come in for the first time? So what part of what the goal is in this program is to familiarize people with how lenders look at the financial scenario of each borrower and what they're being approved on. Um, as you mentioned, Clarence, yes, um, income, demonstrating income is important. A two-year job history is important. Um, it's important to, yes, have a credit score that qualifies. Um, and if you, somebody doesn't have the, the financial scenario today, what it's going to take for them to be able to qualify in the near future is something that we discuss with borrowers. We have, what, three brokers at the table mm -hmm. and one mortgage lender. From each one of your 
brokers. Yes. That's what I said. Yeah. From each one of your uh, perspectives and, and where you work, what is the biggest obstacle to purchasing a home? Or, or is it just one single issue that goes from uh, lending to uh, everything else? What, what's the biggest challenge that pers- prospective homeowners face? I guess right now uh, a big issue that we're seeing is that the inventory is really low. So people tend to get really frustrated when they're not finding what they want. Um, so that's that's one reason why it's, it's good to have your own broker or real estate agent helping you search. Um, we can, you know, try to find things for you um, that are maybe not for sale yet or that are coming on the market. Um, we just have a lot more updated information. Uh, a lot more quickly available to us. Right. Um, now, that, that's a good point. You said inventory is low. Yeah. Is that the more affordable housing, or as you go up the uh, up the ladder on the price, is, is it the same situation? It, it's pretty much the same across the board. Um, the the homes that are in a lower price point, uh, like two hundred thousand and under, they tend to go really quickly if they're priced correctly for the home itself and the location. Um, so you do see those quick quick sales more so in the lower price points, but it's happening at the higher price points as well. That's interesting. Someone told me that uh, Bloomington is really a wonderful market for real estate. Is that right? Or um, And someone even said that throughout the state of Indiana that Bloomington represented one of the top markets in the state of Indiana. Is that true? Anyone? I mean, I think from my perspective, working in the Bloomington real estate market, I, I think it's unique. Uh, I don't know if all real estate markets are um, this well insulated. I mean, it doesn't seem to matter the time of year in Bloomington. Uh, there's a very high demand for homes. Mm-hmm. And what can someone expect when they come to the first time home buying uh 101 crash course. What's the first thing? Uh, you may have a, a lot of nervous individuals there. What are we going to do to put them at ease? I mean, it's really going to be sort of a meet and greet as well. It's going to be a really relaxed and casual environment. Um, so we don't want people to think of it as like a lecture <laughs> or anything like that. It's really going to be come meet us. We're going to walk through basically an overview of the steps that it takes to get you into your first home. And then we're going to open it up for questions if you have anything specific that you want to ask um, <clears throat> and any any fears or misconceptions that you might have. Um, we're going to pretty much just talk to you and um, let you kind of lead at that point. So, um, Mitra, you've been kind of quiet over there. <laughs> no more. <laughs> A really simple question. Um, <clears throat> Bloomington has some of the highest home prices in the state of Indiana. Is that correct? So doesn't that make it a little bit more difficult for uh, buyers? I mean, it's just a much more competitive market. Uh, that may be a better question for Sarah um, because I think she's the one that can kind of help put the financing together. But... Um, uh, I think all of the associates at, at uh, Griffin Realty um, are well adept at, at showing 
potential buyers, something that's within their range of purchase. And I think, Sarah, that's an excellent question. Uh, some have said, well, the houses cost too much here in Bloomington. Well, how do you work with a first-time home buyer to bring them back into a realistic range? I mean, they may have an inflated view of what they're ready to purchase, but then you want to bring them back into something that's more realistic. How would you do that? So with um, the way that lending parameters are, we really have to just assess the borrower's ability to borrow and how much of a payment they can afford. And really, that's what ultimately dictates how much of a home they can buy. And it doesn't really vary much from there between lender to lender. So the borrower just has to sort of come to an understanding that their current situation warrants this type of buying power. And I guess a lot of people would be surprised to learn just how much home they can afford um, uh, if they come in and have a conversation with you, right? That's true. Uh, Particularly buyers who come from more expensive markets, bigger cities, are surprised at how much they can afford when they come to Bloomington. Mm -hmm. It's all about perspective, right? If you come from San Francisco, then Bloomington is really affordable. Um, and one thing we did not do at the beginning, and, and I, I'm sorry, but we did not, along with introductions, ask you to share with the listeners how you got into this whole world of real estate uh, brokering. Uh, and we're going to start with someone that was not introduced, but uh, someone that we can credit with sort of uh, helping us all sit here today, and that is uh, Donald Griffin himself, um, local mogul. Um, Local uh, real estate uh, okay. baron of all Bloomington. Right. I'll okay, take all that. right, all right. I'll take that. The, the, the real, Don, the nice Don. That's Sorry. a nice Don. Right. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? All right, Great. all right. I love that we're talking about first-time home buyers. Um, Bloomington is a costly uh, place to purchase a house. The The pricing of homes doesn't correlate with the uh, amount of money that folks are, are making, and uh, and I think we we have to do something about it. What's happening right now is they were talking about uh, earlier the um, lack of inventory. Um, last year, I think we were thirty percent down, and I think it's only getting worse because and, and what what happens? It's a supply and demand thing because there's no inventory especially in the affordable uh, price point, uh, what is out there is going is, is rising up at such a rapid rate. And so we, we definitely have to, first of all, we, we have to try to get uh, in a market like this, especially a, a, a good market like Bloomington that's insulated, that has this huge university that insulates the investment. Um, uh, we got to try to get people uh, more people uh, in uh, to two houses because that that could be um, we give get them a good investment right now. It's going to prepare them for the future to take them to the next level and the next le- level after that. So all they got to do, all we got to do, is find a way for them to get into the market, and 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 I think that's going to help them build wealth. Now, most people would think that with this type of a market. Uh, it's actually good for homeowners who who are selling. Mm-hmm. But if I sell my house and I'm staying here, then I'm jumping right into the fire that you are. That's, else is already. That's the problem. I mean, that's and the so, problem. And that's right. and and what we're finding out in these 
you know, we're, we're looking at houses that are 100 years old, houses that are 40 years old, 50 years old, and they are going up in price because there, there's in the areas that these houses are at, they're close to everything. They're either walkable community, you know, they're, they're in a walkable community or they're close to uh, uh, the mall or, or shopping. Uh, they've got great schools and nothing else is being built in those neighborhoods. Yes, we, yes, we see a lot of building going up, but it's all targeted towards students and uh, retirement aged folks. Um, that's, that's, but we're not seeing a lot of new builds in Bloomington. Ellicksville, yes, there's, there's, uh, ten, there, there's a lot of brand new builds happening in Ellicksville, relatively speaking, but um, yeah, Bloomington is, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm talking so much, so I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I will say um, one of the things about having a good real estate agent though in this market, it's just kind of like why we want to get people in to talk to us and stuff is that we will help you to find a house in this tight market. We A really good real estate agent in this market is getting you in to see a house within one to two days of that house being listed, and that's what we try to do. And that's another uh, thing I wanted to ask about. What makes a good real estate agent? Now, I'm, I'm seeing these commercials on TV. I can't remember the name of the website but they rate real estate agents. And I used to do that quite, well, a few years back, and we didn't have that, anything to rate real estate agents. So how, how does a, a one real estate agent break out of the pack and distinguish him or herself from the rest? Well, I was, there are a lot of real estate agents in Bloomington. I'm just gonna say that right off the bat. Um, there are quite a few, I think, uh, what makes a real estate agent a good agent is being really communicative um, and being constantly on top of the market. I mean, you just have to be in this yeah. in this market. It's crazy. Everything is really fast. Um, so you have to have someone you trust that you have a rapport with, you build a relationship with, um, who is going to be constantly on top of everything that's coming on the market and communicating those things to you pretty much immediately. The low inventory impacts you also though, right? Uh-huh, for sure. Yeah. Cuz it puts a little more pressure on us. Yeah. For sure. Cuz <laughs> if you don't sell, you don't eat. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I would say that um that maybe a, a good 70% of the things that we sell are actually not on the market. Uh our office is set up um to actually go out and find things. We kind of consider ourselves the bulldogs. Uh, just going out, or, or bloodhounds going out and sniffing out things that are not on the market. So we're calling people all the time. Well, if someone's looking for a house in Sherwood Oaks, we are in Sherwood. I've got someone in Sherwood Oaks, not necessarily knocking door to door, um, but looking at what might meet the criteria of their customer. And then we go back and we try to reach them through calling them, you know, finding their telephone number, or even getting on Facebook and stalking you that way. Sorry. Before they come on the market. Before they come on the market. We're not that's stalkers. What we do. I just want to. I just want to clarify. Yeah, I don't know. You can quote that. You can that. quote that with me. Don Griffin is a house stalker. That's, right. that's all I'm saying. Right, I don't right. mind saying that. As long as you only stalk houses. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. We we had a we had an earlier conversation, uh, Don, and you were telling me your philosophy towards uh, being a broker for everyone. And, and one of the uh, maxims that, that you live by is that I will not put someone in a home that you don't think is a good fit or you will 
highly try to educate them to the point where they will see why it's not a good fit and you will doggedly, if I could use that phrase, look to find them something that will that will fit their needs. So yeah, absolutely. I um, everybody that works at my company, including me, I, I mean, I start 26 years ago. I had never sold anything. When I started in real estate, I had never sold anything. And so the people that I have working for me, they they aren't salespeople. That's not our goal. Our, our goal isn't to sell you something. It's to help you help advocate for you first of all and help you make an educated decision so yeah it's look we want a lifetime relationship with the people that we are selling houses to i want to be able to see you in the grocery store and ask you how things are going and you're like happy and i'm happy because a couple of years later if you when it's time to sell we both can make money i think that's the goal that we want that repeat business, and we want that we we want that uh, not a customer. We want a new friend. That's what we want. And and so no, we're not trying to sell. Is that well, there was that, that that was that pause that yeah. everybody says. Hmm. <laughs> oh, see, I, I'm new to radio. I didn't know that. I got to catch up on that. It was it was that. Uh, Boy, that was profound. That was <laughs> profound. Somebody right now is like, that Don Griffin. Wow. And it's my that, mother probably. And, and what's that number again? <laughs> I think it was, what, 812-323-7232. Let's get back to the crash course that's coming up. Um, and Sarah, you know, again, you were, you were sort of the, uh, the architect, if I could use that phrase, uh, sort of behind getting this together. You saw a need in the community uh, to bring the first time buyers together to answer questions to dispel myths what are some of the crazy things you've heard from people that have sat in front of you looking to get a finance on a house well i'd say one of the things that is i don't want to say heartbreaking but sort of like i really want more people to understand is that this fear of being rejected for a loan Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that we really reject people. Maybe they can't borrow as much as they wanted, or maybe they don't have the situation today to borrow, but six months down the road they can. So there's a lot of stress and anxiety that goes into that, coming and talking to a lender when oh, she could reject me and I could, this whole home buying thing could just stop right there. That's not the case. And so I want people to know that speaking to a lender actually opens up the door. It helps you get closer to your goal. Say if you're a single woman or... If you have uh, gone through a situation in life, uh, dare we say a divorce, and now it's, you know, you still have this aspiration to own a home, uh, I can see how easily someone could get in the mindset, well, it's worthless, it's hopeless, I'm not even going to look into it. What would you tell that person that's listening right now? Well, it's not worthless or hopeless. You need to speak with somebody who can teach you what it takes to qualify And I think that oftentimes people are pleasantly surprised that their credit is not as bad as they think it is, or they're not going to, you know, it's not going to take them years and years to buy a home. It's just a matter of a few months and making a few changes in their finances and the way that they handle things. So you have various products that may help an individual in that situation? Yes, we do. We have different loan products for different borrower profiles that allow um, individuals who have more credit challenges to be able to borrow more easily. I remember um, my angel, who was a lender who is no longer here, and I'll just say uh, 
wherever she is right now, I, I always lift her up and hold her up because she was sort of an angel to me. Um, and that when I was pre-certified to look for a home, and it was Don Griffin who helped me uh, find the house that, that our family lives in now, um, one of the, uh, the warnings that my lender gave me, and I thought that she was sort of being a little comical, but she said, don't go out and buy a car. And I started laughing, and she wasn't laughing. <laughs> she was serious. What, what was she inferring at that moment? Well, what she's talking about is don't make any large purchases. Please don't make any new applications <clears throat> for credit because we have to monitor your credit. And when you take on new debt, that affects your ability to borrow for a home. You mentioned uh, something about people with credit challenges, and, and you threw out six months. Now, realistically, there's going to be some people whose credit is so challenged that it may take one to two years. What do you tell someone in that situation? Well, uh, you know, if somebody's situation does take one to two years, first of all, I'm happy to work with them over the course of that time to make sure that they're still on track. That was my next question. And that they can still, you know, that like they're on track to still buy and to make any tweaks to the program that they're on to be able to maybe buy sooner, maybe be in a better situation in that one to two years. Um, the rest of your question, I forgot. <laughs> Actually, you answered it already. Okay. But my next question is for the uh, for the brokers. With with the uh, market in Bloomington being what it is, don't you don't you come across people who are, uh, I'll say, permanently shut out of the market because of the price and their income? Well, maybe I shouldn't say permanent, but uh, maybe it's just not in their foreseeable future to be able to purchase a home because of the prices and, and, and their income. Do you encounter those people? Absolutely. Um, and more and more, uh, more and more all the time. And like, like I was saying, uh, I mean, you have, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to get, it's sad. It's sad to see. It, it's yeah. it's great that that we as homeowners are 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 benefiting from what's happening uh, with Bloomington and all the projects that we have uh, going on. But we we have to figure out a way to bring everyone up at the same time, or we be, we're becoming a a town of have and have nots. Right. And here's here's the other side of that. So. You have a client that cannot afford to purchase a home, mm -hmm. which means they'll have to rent. But Bloomington also has the highest fair market <sighs> rental in the state. Ridiculous. We've got, we've got, uh, you know, I, we were talking because uh, we do a lot of residential investment sales, um, you know, apartment buildings. That we, we're into that too, and uh, I got a quote of thirteen hundred dollars a bedroom. For a brand new project that's going up downtown. Downtown. Thirteen hundred dollars downtown. Downtown, but it, what what's happening is it's getting expensive. It, yes, it's not thirteen hundred uh, downtown, but it's seven hundred a little far further out. Seven hundred a bedroom or six hundred a bed. I mean, these are these are not prices that you know. Um, we we 
we uh, we don't realize how many working poor, or working homeless we have in this town. But and I'm no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to. I don't want to take on, uh, get negative about uh, 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 the real estate uh, market, which I think is is good. But I do think as a community, we have got to 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 learn how to find affordable and I think we're, we're doing that as a city we're trying to do that we're trying to find um, uh, alternatives uh, for housing habitat there's some, some other places well what we, I was gonna say kind of along um, Don's point is people are paying a lot in this town for rent and I think a lot of people would be surprised um, if they go and speak to a lender like Sarah how much of a house they could possibly afford and how affordable it could possibly be for them. I think sometimes people think buying a home is a big endeavor, a very expensive endeavor, um, and they think, well, we can't afford that. But honestly, with rental prices being so high in Bloomington, I think a lot of people would be pleasantly surprised that sometimes their mortgage payment is less than their rent. One thing, uh, as we're quickly coming up to about three minutes to go on this uh, segment of our show, um, I'm a... a homeowner been there for a number of years and all of a sudden this wonderful thing called equity comes into play how does that work for me Sarah how does what is this concept of equity and why should homeowners be cognizant of that well now you can go out and buy a car that's what it means (laughs) (laughs) so equity is what exactly why you buy a home rather than rent it because when you make that monthly payment the principal part of your payment goes towards your equity and when you sell the house that's the money that you can take from the sale so it's sort of like a piggy bank if you will you're paying your monthly payment whereas you could be paying rent but you're going to get something you own the home at the end of the day and when you sell it you get money out of it you can also use the equity to take a a loan against the equity that you have built up in your house known as a home equity loan well, we have uh, just a few short minutes, and one thing I, we did not do on the front end that I want to do now, and uh, um, we want everyone just nine, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, because if I say 30, they'll take 90, William. I've learned that over the 13 years. Oh, no, not the women. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. Kate, bell us out, Kate. Bell us out, Kate. Why did you get into real estate? Um, so I got into real estate because I desperately needed a job. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best reason. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was between my junior and senior year at the Jacob School of Music at IU. And I met Don and I needed a job. And one of my friends went up to Don and said, hey, hire Kate. And he said, okay. (laughs) So, um, so I was working for him and then decided to get my license, uh, after I graduated and it's. Yeah, I love it. It transferred really well from what I was doing before. Um, and I, I love that I get to help people every day. From and music to real estate. Yeah. Hey, that's a heck of a transfer. Uh, I know. It actually was very smooth, I'd like to say. It was a smooth transition. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's – I love what I do, and I'm, I love that I get to do it in this community. You know, I, um, you mentioned Jacob School of Music – and, uh, don't I, do it, Clarence. I won't don't do, do it. it. <laughs> okay, I promised her. Okay. One, one, one of the delights that, that I have learned um, 
uh, working with Griffin Realty, and, and I guess I can announce that now since the team is here. I'm working with Griffin Realty and enjoying it. Uh, is when Kate comes in in the morning, um, Kate just doesn't <laughs> say, no, no, serious, serious. This is the highlight of the day. Kate doesn't just say good morning. Kate says good morning. She's, she's uh, a vocal major. <laughs> she was a vocal major. And, and her, her, she just fills the room with beautiful sound. And I was teasing her all week that we're going to have her sing, but we're not going to do that. Oh, no. I do sing in the bathroom, though. So if you ever come in. Well, we all sing in the bathroom. To the I office. Think, I think we're all shower uh, <laughs> shower uh, uh, divas or whatever. But Okay, uh, now, now, we'll, now we'll, tr- we'll go on to Pilar. Uh, Pilar, why did you get into real estate? Um, well, I also graduated from IU, um, a little bit different department. Um, I was at SPIA. I'm a SPIA grad. I love, love IU. Um, but I was actually just looking for something with a little more flexibility. Um, I liked real estate. I started in a class um, for real estate, and I actually met Tim Ballard, who's also on our team at Griffin Realty. Um, he's wonderful, and he was so enthusiastic about Don Griffin um, and his his managing broker, um, Finesse. Uh, that I was like, who is this magical, magical <laughs> being? <laughs> Make those checks this payable to. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, you know, long story short, uh, I, I ran into Tim again, um, and they were looking for somebody, and I, I came on, and I really have enjoyed it. It's a great work environment. All right, and Mitra, if you'll come over in just a hot second, just tell us why you got into real estate I was working for Don from 2014 and then after Kate came to our office uh, we got class together I was interested in being a broker agent and then I got my license Yeah. (laughs) 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 and Don you said 26 years ago 26 years ago but before then, you were also in real estate, right? No. Griffin Realty 26 years ago or no, real uh, estate experience? Real estate experience, okay. 26. Right. Tw- I was 21 years old. Uh, I didn't have money t- uh, to finish up in, in school. And so I had 26 hours to figure out uh, on a Greyhound bus to figure out what I was going to do for that semester. And a semester ended up becoming 26 years. So that's how I got in real estate. I was studying architecture at the time. And uh, best decision I ever made. And as a lender, Sarah, how did you get into this field? Well, I've always been fascinated by real estate. I think it's just amazing. And I really believe in real estate investment and home ownership. And I was looking to make a career change. And I have a mentor who is a retired mortgage lender who got me interested in this business. Well, I'd like to thank the entire team uh, for coming on today, um, and we look forward to the April 3rd Home Buying 101 Crash Course. Uh, just just because we didn't put it on the flyers, just so everybody knows, it is free. Yes, a free event. Good point. Good point. And uh, there we will announce in our calendar portion of the show uh, how to register, or if you have questions, um, of course, you could just call uh, Griffin Realty at 812 812- Three two three seven two, three two, and they can do their very best to answer any questions that you have. And just so you know, I already told my daughter she is going. 
All right. So that's <laughs> so, so far our numbers are looking good as far as uh, registration. So we want to formally thank Sarah Nori of Gallery Mortgage and representatives from Griffin Realty, Kate Sands, Pilar Taylor, and Mitra Cavani, for joining us to celebrate. Excuse me. Elaborate more on the upcoming first time home buying 101 crash course for purchasing your first home. It'll be held on Tuesday, April 3rd from 6 to 7.30 at Griffin Realty, 735 South College Avenue, right here in Bloomington. And again, for more info, please call 812-323-7232 or register for this free event on the Griffin Realty Facebook site at facebook.com forward slash Griffin Realty. Bring It On has an open submission policy, so if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. The address is Bring It On at WFHB.org. We want to make sure we share everything and anything affecting the African-American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. The email address, once again, is Bring It On at WFHB.org. To keep up with local news and find out what's happening behind the scenes at WFHB, you are invited to like the WFHB Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com and search for WFHB, or you can always visit our news website at WFHB.org slash news. This life surrounds you, guns are loaded, this kind of tension, hard not to notice, right, right. do what you told, do what you told. gotta keep your eyes keep your wide eyes. on this long, long narrow road. road, a little bit too high, a little bit, a little bit too for WFHB comes from the Writer Film Series. For more than a quarter century, presenting foreign language, independent, and classic American films at locations around Bloomington. Information about this week's screenings at thewriter.com. And support for WFHB also comes from Russian Recording. Russian Recording is a full-service analog and digital studio in downtown Bloomington that has contributed to more than a thousand records since 2003. The studio provides recording, mixing, and mastering services. More information is online at RussianRecording.com. You're listening to Bring It On on WFHB. 
you were just listening to Mavis Staples with her title cut, If I Were Black, and that was from the If I Were Black CD. And you're listening to WFHB. It's time to bring you the events of interest in the black community for Bring It On. I'm William Hosea. And I'm Clarence Boone. Uh, This title, Where Is the Sense of Urgency to Find the Austin Bomber? Killing Black Folk, and this is in Austin, Texas. News One staff reports that there was a fourth bombing in Austin, Texas around 8.30 p.m. last night. There aren't many details, but according to the Associated Press, two people were injured, and the police chief claims the fourth bombs showed a different level of skill. And the AP also reports both men who were injured in Sunday night's explosion in the southwestern Austin neighborhood of Travis Country are white, unlike the victims in the three earlier attacks who were black or Hispanic. The men are in their 20s, and the injuries are not life-threatening. Now, three separate packages filled with explosives explosives have been left at three separate homes in Austin since March 2nd, when a 39-year-old man who was black was killed while opening one. The other two incidents happening Monday, with one killing a 17-year-old black boy and another injuring a grandmother who is Hispanic. Police say said the elderly woman may not have been the target of the attack. The bombings became national news after the two blasts on last Monday. It was a top story for just about every major media outlet in the country and prompted federal involvement of the FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. There are clearly some differences between Austin and the other cases. Uh, The Boston Marathon bombing, for instance, happened at a major public event where there was public surveillance video available. Regardless, the sense of urgency shown by police in those cases don't match up with what we're seeing out of Austin right now. And this is um, a commentary story that was provided by News One. <clears throat> One final line here, but the optics are disapproving as there have been few to none noteworthy developments in the investigation, which could be the result of law, enforcement, of law enforcement's tried and true recipe of not prioritizing cases that involve black death. And that was a commentary from News One regarding the Austin, Texas bombings. And you know there was another one today, right? Another no, I bombing. Not know. It was a booby trap. Uh, I've heard reports of two gentlemen riding a bike and then two gentlemen walking, but they seem in either case it seemed to have trip activated some kind of tripwire. Yeah. And they were injured. I hope they find. Uh, obviously, this has now gotten to the level of being a uh, serial bomber out in, out in Austin. Anyway. The Black Panther tops fifth straight weekend box office, the third film in two decades to do so. The Washington Post reports that the Black Panther just achieved something that had only occurred twice before in two decades. Ryan Coogler's uh, cultural event of a film won its fifth consecutive weekend at the domestic box office according to Sunday's studio estimates. The Disney Marvel movie grossed $27 million over the weekend to top the new Tomb Raider, which grossed $23 million. Final North American numbers are due today. The only previous films to win five straight weekends in the past 20 years are 2009's Avatar and 1999's The Sixth Sense. Titanic from 1997 holds a record which seems unbreakable in the current quick-to-DVD era. It rained for 15 straight weekends, according to Box Office Mojo. Black Panther is the year's biggest release by a long shot, having grossed $605 million domestically and $1.18 billion worldwide. That makes the Marvel movie the seventh biggest domestic release ever, sliding in right behind Star Wars The Last Jedi, $619.8 million, 
and the number 14 ever worldwide before adjusting for inflation. Well, unfortunately, we can't get to this story. We're going to have to get back to the remainder of the show. But I know William wanted to learn uh, that Tina Turner has, in fact, forgiven her late ex-husband, Ike Turner. And the 78-year-old singer no longer bears a grudge against her former spouse who passed away in 2007. Despite her claims, he abused her and controlled her life until they split in 1976. But if he was still alive, she indicates that she still would keep her distance from him. I was losing sleep over that. I know you were. That was a look at African-American headline news from around the world from this week. for this week. Tune in again next week for the latest news on and for the African-American community. We want to know what you think of current black issues, so send your comments to bring it on at WFHB.org. And for bringing on, I'm Clarence Boone. I'm William Hosea. If all I was was black, looking at you, you might look
Support for WFHB comes from CATS, Community Access Television Services. Long before C-SPAN was providing government coverage in our nation's capital, CATS was televising uncensored broadcasts of live local meetings right here in Bloomington and Monroe County. CATS, celebrating 44 years of public access television. On your local cable system and on the newly updated CATS website, CATSTV.net. just heard another selection from the Mavis Staple CD. Uh, the title of it is If All I Was Was Black, and that, of course, was the title cut before uh, I had misspoke. Uh, the first song we played tonight was Little Bit from the same CD project, and again, that was Mavis Staples in honor of Women's History Month. That's okay, Clarence, because we also misspoke about the calendar events, so yes, now <laughs> it's time to bring you events of interest <laughs> in the black community. I thought we'd get that under the wire. Yeah. And for bringing on, he was William Hosea. And uh, our first mention for this evening, of course, is the first time Home Buying 101 Crash Course. And and that is uh, for those seeking to purchase your first home, hosted by Sarah Nuri from Gallery Mortgage and Griffin Realty Team, Tuesday, April 3rd, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. This is a free event. Uh, the location will be 735 South College Avenue in Bloomington. I think you've all seen it. You head south on college, and as you merge into Walnut, you'll see a sign that says Griffin Realty. It'll be there. To register, you can go on Facebook at uh, Facebook, uh, well, at Griffin Realty on Facebook. Basically, you can search it out, and you'll see where you yeah. can register. Or you can call for more information, 812-323-7232. Again, 812-323-7232. The City of Bloomington's Dr. Martin Luther, King, Martin Luther King Jr. Commission will host an MLK Remembrance March April 4th, 2018, 4.30 p.m. at the Reverend Ernest D. Butler Park. The City of Bloomington's uh, Commission invites the public to join them for a march from 4.30 to 6.05 p.m. in remembrance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on the 50th anniversary of his assassination. The march route and program times are approximate, but it begins at 4.30 p.m. with remarks from MLK commissioners. Uh, walk route and pickup points are, I'm just going to name a few, I'm not going to name all of them, but 5.05 p.m. Fairview School, 5.20 Beeline, 3rd Street Overpass, 545, uh, the program actually closes with proclamation and readings. Rain or shine, if you have any questions, please contact the MLK Commission staff, liaison Michael Shermis. His email address is mlk at bloomington.in.gov, or you can call 812-349-3471. And we have something from the Bloomington Commission on the status of women. Celebrate Women's History Month at the annual Women's History Month lunch. The theme this year is Nevertheless, She Persisted. This is honoring women who fight all forms of discrimination against women. The program will include keynote speaker Dr. Bile Avery, healthcare activist and founder of the Black Women's Health Imperative, an award presentation to the 2018 Woman of the Year, and Dr. Marissa Murray, Dr. Charlene 
Newman, Morgan Newman, and Phoebe Powell, and to the uh, Toby Strout Lifetime Contri uh, Contribution Award recipients, Liz Fiedel and Sandy Keller. Again, March 21st, uh, Women's History Month lunch, and it'll be Wednesday at 12 noon. Uh, this will be at the Monroe Convention Center here in Bloomington. Tickets are available at the Buskirk Chumley box office. The Monroe County Black Democratic Caucus and the Democracy for Monroe County are both hosting a candidate forum tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. Candidates include all the uh, ca local candidates running for judge and running for prosecutor. And then on Tuesday, the 20th of March, the Monroe County Black Democratic Caucus and the Latino Caucus are both hosting congressional candidates forum and the uh, candidates running for county seats. Same time, 6 to 8 p.m., the location is the Monroe County Public Library Auditorium. This event is free. If you have an event or happening the African-American community should know about, please send the info directly to the Bring It On staff. Or if you want additional information about a calendar item that you've heard tonight, contact us at bringiton at wfhb.org. We want to thank Sarah Nuri of Gallery Morgan, and representatives from Griffin Realty, Kate Sands, Pilar Taylor, and Mitra Cavani for joining us to elaborate more on the upcoming First Time Home Buying 101 Crash Course for Purchasing Your First Home. This event will be held on Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Griffin Realty, 735 South College Avenue, right here in Bloomington. For more info, call 812-323-7232 or register on Griffin Realty Facebook site at facebook.com forward slash Griffin Realty. And we want to thank Donald Griffin for uh, stopping also. Our show's producer is yours truly, Clarence Spoon, with help from WFHB News Department Director Wes Martin. Our board engineer uh, tonight was also Wes Martin. Our original theme music was created by Jamil FM with additional background tracks by David Baker. For WFHB, I'm Clarence Boone. I'm William Hosea. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Bring It On right here on WFHB. You've been listening to Bring It On, a volunteer-powered production of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana. Bring It On is your forum for open dialogue on the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American community in South Central Indiana and beyond. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Bring It On staff. The email address is bringit at wfhb.org. That's bringit at wfhb.org.